0: Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the
1: sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt's as the company who makes those rad, all-over-print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course,
0: have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends,
1: all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to RSVLTS.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's RSVLTS.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase.
0: Hello there and welcome to Think the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. I'm so happy to be here.
1: My name's Nick Gambarian.
2: I, too, now that we are the Mortis gods, are very excited to be here. It's Mike Forster. What's up, dudes? What did we do here this week? Ooh. We closed out.
0: Oh, we just saw some high-quality Star Wars.
2: Some high qual- Some high-quality Star Wars. Wow. You know what, though?
0: I'll just say it. I hit that unfollow button on a couple people who were coming with the hate for this series because
1: I don't have the space for that shit. Still? It's just that there, there's actually no winning. No. Just unfollow people. You know, you'd know, you like to be able to... There, people don't have the internet to have their minds changed. It's it's ridiculous. If, if things like Andor and Ahsoka get hate, then have fun with the original trilogy. I don't know what to tell you. Go have yeah. fun with it. Go away. Go away. Like,
0: I... I mean, they're like mutual follows, you know, people yeah. who make cool stuff that like went out of their way to make a post with a <laughs> bunch of hater ass shit in yeah. like just a text post. What? Nice. What's
2: yeah. the point? Nice.
0: Talk to your uh, other miserable friends about yeah. how you don't like it. Like, don't go out on the Internet and spread this sucks. This sucks. God, I, I, I'm I sorry that I always talk about this, but it you just it what? makes less and less sense the older I get. It's so dumb. It's a waste of time.
2: I don't care at all about that because in my opinion was probably one of the coolest shows in regards to like how far this show punted star wars into the next ready for this faux pas generation okay Mm yeah of what we're going to see right so we talked a little bit about this offline but really what this show set up for us and again we've talked about this a little bit leading up to this finale was people who did not follow live uh animated star wars this has to have blown their mind in regards to being like magic is a thing we got grand admiral thrawn like who is this guy we've never seen a blue guy before with red eyes this is crazy um all of this i think this really just celebrated everything that dave has done with george clone wars brought it all into live action i feel like we have more questions then we do answers which in my opinion is great because they did not leave this show with the intention of going hey were you satisfied probably weren't because we're going to keep doing this so my opinion this rocked
1: yeah definitely i i could go either way i'm interested to, to to uh talk to people who i know um don't know anything about Clone Wars or Rebels. I know we'll try to maybe potentially for next week find someone who hasn't seen them um, and see how they felt about it. But yeah. I could see, especially this last episode with Zombie Stormtroopers, some people checking out because if you only like the original trilogy, which is a vast majority of Star Wars people who say they like Star Wars. They might be a little turned off by witches and zombies, and some people are like, "Oh, just in time for Halloween,
2: Disney, Disney, blah blah blah." Honestly, that I'm is like, an amazing crossover right
1: there. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, what, what are they making? What are they making money off of right now?" There's no toys in Target, right? <laughs> speaking of just in time for Halloween, I'm not going to say the
0: thing that you would expect. I'm I'm not going to complete the thought that you would expect when someone says, "Speaking of," but I will say to you guys, offline, the amazing, amazing real idea that I had during a scene of this movie or of, of this show, I played back the music, you know, on another tab when I, when I watched it, it is so good and so brilliant. If it doesn't get a couple hundred thousand views, I quit social media. <laughs> it's so good. I'll tell you about it when we're, when we're done. Don't let me forget to tell you.
1: Okay. Everyone uh, out it's there. Next level. Remind Adam. It's up there with the, uh, with the Rihanna Palpatine one. Yeah. But I'll give some people benefit of the doubt. And if they don't, like the fantasy aspect that we're heading in because they feel like it's not star wars then obviously they're not watching or up to date on animation if they don't like it and they want to like talk shit about it then that's another thing like whatever i did talk to one friend who i feel like could be pretty critical about some new star wars stuff he watches it all and he thought Balin was awesome. He was super... When I told him that those were the Mortis gods that he was standing on, he was like, that's badass. So, you know, I, I think that there's going to be more people who hop on the train with this storyline more so than hopping off the train.
2: Okay, Finn, we get it. We get it.
1: Finn is dancing. Dancing, dancing,
0: dancing. This is Finn from Orange County. Finn. Yeah, knock it off, bud. Come here. Final thoughts on um, people who like it versus people who don't and why. This is that classic thing of you give people what they want or what they claim to want. Mm -hmm. Turns out they don't want it. Everyone's like, I don't want to see the same old Skywalker saga thing. I want new stuff. I want different wild, out-of-the-box Star Wars stuff. This couldn't fit that description more Mm -hmm. perfectly. Agreed. So maybe you just aren't into Star Wars as much as you think you are or you were.
1: Mm-hmm. If that's the case, that's all right. If I if I was going to engage with people, I would say, "What do you like? I want to know what you like and talk to me for 30 minutes about what you like. I want to hear how you enjoy things." Yeah. I bet you I'd get nowhere and it would be a waste of 30 minutes. Yep. <laughs> <You're> probably right. <laughs> this is great. All right.
0: this is great. Well, let's let's do this. Let's let's talk about this show uh from the perspective of people who did like it and do like it and do enjoy all new Star Wars stuff because it's just fun and awesome and do a little section called this. What have you done with those plans? Stolen plans, the info. This is Ahsoka part eight, the Jedi, the witch, and the warlord, AKA the Empire Strikes Back.
2: That is awesome. Thank you, C.S. Lewis. We appreciate it.
1: AKA, yeah, the line, the witch, and the wardrobe. Got a little chuckle right away.
0: yeah. Dude, am I wrong, though? Like, the way this ended so melancholy, like, yeah. somber a victory, but a defeat is so Empire Strikes Back. The
2: sword. Dude. I mean, all these things, dude. It was very
0: good. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. I mean, the Empire truly did strike back in this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, debuted yesterday, October 3rd, 2023, on Disney+, Plus. written, of course, by Dave Filoni and directed by the dude himself, Rick Famuyiwa, director of many Mandalorian episodes, and also the executive producer of season three of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Now I'm um, a huge part of this
1: era of Star Wars, and I'm here for it. It's great. Yep, he's awesome. Yeah. Crushes with the action. I mean, the, I think that they know that too. They made him executive producer after for season three, and then he gets to actually direct the finale of this season. Yeah. So Talented man. They're putting a lot of trust in him.
0: Um, let's see. Disney Plus description was heroes race to prevent Grand Admiral Thrawn's escape. Spoiler, they did not.
2: <laughs> um,
1: sure about that. Sure about we that. tried, though.
2: It was, actually, it, was actually, it was actually super epic trying. <laughs> it was amazing.
1: There's, I have some, like, real anxiety about them being in a different galaxy and being stranded. And they're just like, oh, yeah. Ezra we got home, I do too. But I'm like, wait, you're like, you're you're stuck. Like you're gonna have to hang out with little little anymore. I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm. Apparently, they're called Nodi, So I'm gonna stop calling them little naughty, even okay. though that sounds way more hip hop. Little naughty. Take
2: that, Little
1: Yeah, yeah. Or we could just say little naughty. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, there's something that gives me a lot of anxiety. It's not like there's. It's even. Moss Isley or like Mos Espa, it's just land, you know, like they're yeah. just out there. I'm like, there's some real, this is giving me anxiety. I'm glad they're okay though. Hey, I'm glad
0: you, you ladies are feeling great about your situation. You got your little tribe. <laughs> you got your little fifth element shell home looking things. Yeah. Everything's good. Um, let's see. No, no cast to add to this, you know, starring everyone runtime, 49 minutes. Um, I will say last thing on, uh, you know, we, we've talked over and over about the, about Kevin Kiner scoring this, there was a, a big feature in, I forgot which publication about Kiner and his kids scoring as a family. And then Mm -hmm. there was a great, um, Kiner, Kiner music is their Instagram handle, right? The siblings, Mm -hmm. um, of them with Kevin, their dad playing, uh, Balin's theme and Kevin's got... This medieval looking cello, did you see that <laughs> yeah, dope oh God, and um one of them's playing a flute, the other's playing the piano. It's so sick. I just got goosebumps. It's so good. I just want to hang out in that house and just watch them cook. did you
1: hear I, I i know the answer to this, but I'm gonna say it so we have it recorded they They tweeted uh that there's a little nod to a rebels theme in episode eight of a Ahsoka. Deep cut. I didn't right? hear it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear it. And what could it possibly be? Like a Night Sister? Was it like, I didn't hear anything when Alton? the Bleed of Towson? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't hear uh, anything. Was it a, a Kanan piece? Yeah, it could be Kanan, oh. but that's not a deep cut, though. You know, like that's Kanan. Oh, was it, dude, was it
0: um Bendu, maybe? Ooh. I Did don't anyone know. catch it? Kanan
2: Jaras!
0: Patrons in the stream chat, please if please anyone comment. noticed that. Please, I've Connor. only watched Rebels all the way through once and then a handful of episodes here and there. So I'm not like as dialed into it as I am the Clone Wars. So I'm not the one to pick this up. But somebody let, let us know in the comments of, of this video or in, it exists. In, in Discord. They said it. All right. They made it. They said it. Um, we did reactions yesterday. We've been reacting a
1: little bit. Can I react? I mean, all caps. I wasn't here. Force
0: goes. Oh, Nick, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead sorry
1: um I thought it was awesome I would say that if episode five six and seven are like 10 out of ten which I think I think this is like a nine point7 yeah I think it's a it, those episodes are a little bit better um, I thought it was awesome I love getting even more questions I'm extra I didn't really notice that Balin and Shin weren't in the episode because it was just so rockin and then they just did their little their little bits of where they're going for next season. Um, and I'm just still so intrigued by Balin. There's yes. no way you could just write that story out. There's just no way. It has to be recast. Yeah, That's it. I'll do it if you need me, Filoni. I will actually, you won't even have to put, I'll make all this gray naturally. I'll just stress myself out. <laughs> That's good.
2: That's really good.
1: <laughs> I'll just go to the DMV every day
0: for the yeah, next yeah. year. I'll do it. Sign me up. Did anyone see the uh, the Photoshop job? The um, kind of mm-hmm. it wasn't a deep fake, but it was a Photoshop. Is
2: that what I sent it over? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you
0: sent it to the group? Yeah. yeah. Of mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Leah Shriver. Shriver. Yeah. The tracks. The tracks a little bit different forehead, but yeah, dude, tracks.
1: To me, it's just about the acting chops. I, the, yeah. the, the the actual portrayal needs to be there. It doesn't necessarily have to be like his face on. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly that. Um, but but yeah, whatever. I'm not trying to fan cast. People, but that works i just we need it. it it's it seems like it's such a i love filoni just being like here's this is show with all these rebels and all this stuff and everyone's just like yeah but Balin, good yeah. job dude you put <laughs> Balin in the show that's sick that's <laughs> awesome dude thank you so
2: much for that this, He's yeah. amazing yeah, yeah it's a great new character
0: yeah there's there's no getting around the fact that this show set up something massive that he's absolutely at the center of and who knows what the hell shin's getting up to well maybe speculate on that later. Um, but let's go back to the top. The first main thing of note, Morgan Elspeth becoming an official night sister, you know, the, the great mother's casting the spell, doing the, the enchantment thing, the, the green of, glowing eyes, of, the of face. Shadows, what it was called. Mm. Yes. Those
2: shadows. It's,
0: uh, some gift, you know, um, I, some would call it disfigurement. Um, but apparently she had powers for, for a minute. Um, uh, It just, it looked so good though. Um, Did you notice, did you guys watch it with subtitles the first Mm -hmm. or second time? Did you catch that they spelled (laughs) magics, M-A-J-I-K-S? Yeah, yeah.
2: That's how it's pronounced in, um, that's how it's spelled in uh, Clone Wars.
0: Dude, I checked Wikipedia. The canon spelling is
1: M-A-G-I-C-K-S. And the other time that Thrawn said it, a couple of episodes ago, it was spelled M-A-G-I-C-K-S. So I don't know why there's two. It's got to be a typo.
2: It's got to mm-hmm. be Mark the intern. He strikes back. Yeah, <laughs> he's also doing the subtitles, which we appreciate. Thank you, Mark.
0: It will be. It'll be interesting to see if they correct it. You know, because they've done little bits and pieces here and there mm-hmm. over time. And again, that's just subtitles, so it's whatever. Um, let's see. There's something specific while we're on the subject of Morgan and the Night Sisters that I noticed, and I only noticed these things in 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 a with this degree of understanding because of the corridor crew visual effects breakdowns in the past, I would have just been like, Oh, it's kind of weird. I don't know why, but did you guys notice that all of the green flames, whether when they're casting the spells or, you know, on the sword or even on Morgan's eyes, that it doesn't cast any ambient light. It doesn't illuminate the area like the lightsabers mm. do, like the blasters do and everything. Did you guys notice that
2: old school Star Wars?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a thought. That I tried to verify you guys. (laughs) Well, do you think that it's just that in this new era of star Wars, lightsabers are a source of light. And this was clearly like a digital effect,
0: original star Wars. Mm -hmm. Well, the, all the blasters, all the blaster bolts, as they pass through a room, they, they cast, they digitally light the environment, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's hit somebody, there's sparks. They add all those elements. Those are all added digitally. So it's either, you know, they get practicals in there when they can, and they add it when they can't. So I asked someone who knows things, knows things directly about this kind of stuff in these Disney productions. My thought was Filoni is, has such an attention to detail that it couldn't have been like a back burner, oh, we don't have time or money to, to finish it kind of thing. It had to be a choice. And my interpretation was it's called the gift of shadows. This is dark magic. Mm. so imagine like a flame that doesn't illuminate the area because it's dark or in in its nature
2: like like certain people can see it
0: yeah or it's like sucking it's literally it's almost like a black hole it's like sucking the light out of like a metaphysical
2: thing Mm -hmm.
0: yeah you know because like even the dark saber illuminates the area but this dark magic dark side uh you know dark side of the force in action doesn't illuminate love it I don't know. I thought it was cool. It's probably going to look weird to some people, and I, I'm I'm waiting to see if Corridor Crew does a breakdown and they point this out, and if they have the same interpretation.
2: It's interesting. Okay.
0: It's pretty cool. Magics. Um, Blade of Talzin. Awesome. Thought this was the first time. Turns out it wasn't. We'll talk about that later.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. There's a
0: great... This should almost be a Den thing, but there was a great, you know, that great conversation between Ezra and Hu, Hu Yang when Ezra's building the lightsaber. And you know, Ezra doesn't know anything about Hu Yang. He's learning in the moment that he's been around forever. He helped all these other Jedi build their lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew Kanan Jarrus. Clever boy, Caleb was. So is that the first time in the show that Kanan was referred to as Caleb? Because it's only been a couple mentions, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. In, in, in this show, yeah. 100%.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's a deep cut. Um, well, not a deep cut, but that's, that's off the menu for folks who haven't watched animation <laughs> <Yeah>. to explain. <laughs> um, Dude. Kanan Jarrus is the the pseudonym like the the name that his Caleb hiding Doom, his hiding name exactly you know post order 66 he, he changed his name to Kanan Jarrus to hide from the empire because Caleb Caleb Doom D-U-M-E his given name that would have been in the Jedi archives would have given him
1: away so he should have just uh called himself Ben Doom yeah
2: <laughs> come on <laughs> that's what, that, what, that, that's what Honestly, did. That's awesome that's yeah. what that's
1: hilarious. He's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ben Kenobi. It's nice. like who's that?
2: Ben. Never heard ben
1: about. Doom. Ben, Do-
2: ben Doom? Ba- Do ben Doom. Old Ben Doom?
0: I wonder if he means old Ben Doom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm laughing at that, Nick. That's very funny. That's very funny. Um, <laughs> did you guys look in the table?
0: I looked all over that thing, but I, I need to go and back. Did you see
2: the other parts? Did you see the uh, did you see the uh old grenade style uh handle there? No.
0: Okay. I want – I can't wait for parts of Star Wars to call out every single different type of drawer and shelf and storage unit in that thing so I can go buy every one of them and convert my whole garage to that just exactly as it is and keep those lightsaber parts.
1: I feel like – Finn is moving my camera. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm like straight – we're straight off of Star Cruiser but did not like the orange in that Oh yeah, kind of hallway just remind you of Star Cruiser. Yeah, 25,000 years old. i think i want
0: one
2: i'd like one yeah
1: yeah
0: it's um it reminded me of adam savage's shop because there's like a collection of different types of storage you know like the kind of thing that gets added to over time as needed and the way he he builds new storage like literally builds new storage for his shop it's like well i need something that fits here that does this that has these features and of course that's something that you would put in a ship or in a place that you've been using for years and years and years, and I just I don't know. I, I I think it's uh it's such like a, it was probably such a meta build for the team for a bunch of makers to make a makerspace in Star Wars. You know, so sick. You could do a whole armor party episode on that hallway.
2: Probably. I feel like I have to do one on this episode. Yeah. The show.
0: You should do uh yeah, you should do episodes like on different series and their uh their styles, their particular peoples who worked on. Yeah. It.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Or we
0: should just do an, a new episode at all.
2: What do you say? Okay. Yeah, I heard. I heard what you're saying. Yeah, I
0: got it. Yeah, shots fired. Yeah,
2: nice. They're for me. <laughs> oh.
1: uh, <laughs> business. Business idea. Starting tomorrow. Why not just make uh, Savvy's workshop? Hu Yang's workshop. Boom. 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 Come on. Wow. Hire me. Wow. Hire me. Fight me. Flip it.
0: All right. Um, so confirmed. Pretty much. I'm going to say confirmed. Like we we kind of called this. The quote from Hu Yang explaining why, you know, he's talking to Ezra about what happened between Sabine and Ahsoka. Hmm. And we basically said this, right? That Ahsoka was afraid to train Sabine because, well, he says, he was afraid Sabine was training uh, to be a Jedi for the wrong reasons after what Mm -hmm. happened on Mandalore. Like she was doing it. She was afraid she was doing it to get power to then go get revenge, which I think is... Like such a such a great way to handle that whole thing, and like add so much
1: depth and brutal emotional uh, weight to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if that could have been. Love the idea. I wonder if it could have been uh, a moment between, not Huyang and Ezra though. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wasn't maybe that could have at least involved Ahsoka or wait was it? It was Ezra and Huyang,
2: right?
0: Yeah, yeah and, and
1: Sabine was at the end of the hallway, overhearing some of the stuff.
0: But like
2: she was gone he, by then. Yeah. yeah. If we mm-hmm. go back to Crow Nest, though, was Ezra with Sabine when, like, Art Saxon they 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 do all that, or was that just Sabine and Ahsoka by themselves? I don't, I don't think remember. he was there. Okay. So, no. I think this is kind of one of those one of those same things that we're like, we get that exposition in The Mandalorian where Bo Katan talks about you know this is what happened to our planet we didn't get a flashback which i always think is like that's like feloni's thing right mm-hmm. um so i was really shocked for that that we got we got that reminder yet still the only visuals that we have of it is like the judgment day style um, visuals that we got from from when we saw we saw it original in the mando right so like mm-hmm. I, I i'm i'm that was probably one thing I was like, that probably would have been really impactful for people that don't know that there were, you know, that Sabine's parents had this, like, of course, I also just want to see their armor live action. <laughs> sucker for it, okay? Yeah. But um, I think there was certainly something to show. And I, I, I get it, you know, their their home base is is uh, in a completely different planet. All of this stuff, like, I I get it. But um, I thought that would have been powerful to see that. Uh, and I agree, you know, Hu Yang telling Ezra that. Ezra also going back and kind of thinking like, you know, what exactly did I miss? And he's kind of getting caught mm. up on literally everything, which I think is important yeah. too. So, you know, it's it's okay.
0: I'm just waiting for the meme that has like, what did I miss? There's one line of dialogue here in the next panel is a list like this. Just covering all <laughs> the whole graphic. What yeah. did you
2: miss? This, this, <laughs>
0: this. Um, do you also think that H- Hu Yang roasting now Now that we've seen Sabine use the force successfully like three times in this I think we counted um and we'll talk about that in a minute was him roasting her about being the the least <laughs> talented least naturally talented and qualified Jedi he's ever seen like a matrix oracle style telling her what she needs to hear kind of thing Ooh, you know remember that it's like sorry yeah. you're not the one kid mm-hmm. remember that psyching herself up yeah
1: I'd be uh... Yeah, I, I, could I mean, I like his his just his personality in general. I don't know if that's a teaching uh, a teaching like teaching protocol on his behalf, but I mean it works because the thing about this too, she needed to be choked out to use the force, <laughs> so yeah. she's co- she's coming from a de- different, <laughs> just a different uh, so different learning not tactics here.
2: Anybody
0: for what they're into?
1: <laughs> no, no, well, okay, she so was... let's
0: talk about that now. Oh. So oh, she uses ahead. the force okay. when she needs to. She pulls the saber. Luke mm-hmm. style, very cool, and then uses it after for the 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 jump boost. But did you notice as they were riding in on the Howlers, Ahsoka says, "Sabine, help us mm-hmm. to open the door," and she reaches out with them, the three of them. Yeah, yep. is that just like a give it a shot, kid? We know you can't yeah, do anything. I think with. so.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how this is possible because they literally um tried to. Like leave crumbs of her using the force for seven episodes, mm-hmm. but then when she finally did it, I was just like, "No, nah, it's too much." You know, it was like it, it was just like I got this, I got the door. I'm th- throwing you. I was like, "No, nah, it's too much." You you <laughs> didn't have you weren't able to use it ten minutes ago at all, sure. and now you're. But that's also very Luke Skywalker, I guess, right? Yeah, she broke this.
2: <laughs> she broke the seal.
1: <clears> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's what it was. There was a blockage.
2: Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's pretty- it turns out it was just a force force kidney stone. Beat um, yeah, up the stone. <laughs> I think. I think- I think there would have been some benefit to understanding that her Vizsla line is legacy Mandalorian, legacy Jedi, right? Like mm-hmm. I think I think that there could have been something to kind of explain to the more casual viewers that don't know that her bloodline quite literally goes back to the peak of what made the Mandalorians who they are. And what made the Jedi what they were, and why Tarvisla was so important. So I think in that regard, that's kind of one of those things where you look at and you go, "How long are each of these episodes?" I'm sure at some point, Filoni, being Filoni, was probably like, "Oh, we should probably do this." And they looked at the budget and said, "Listen, if it's not in here, this whole show is a budget supreme." Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> do you do you want to see the Chimera, or do you, you want to get more of the Chimera, or do you want to show right. Tarvisla in a flashback? He was like, "I'd rather show everything on Ryloth. I'd rather show every, I'd rather show Captain Rex. I'd rather show all these things." Um, so I'm sure at some point that was brought up to maybe explain a little bit of of her lineage. But honestly, it's one of those things. It's a Star Wars thing. It tracks. We know the background of her family. We know that the Visla name carries a lot of weight. We look at Paz Visla. We look at everything going through. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. Let's move back to the Night Sisters or the Night Troopers in this case. The Sacrifice. So this, it half answers, half validates, half nullifies our suspicions that all of the troopers were reanimated dead troopers. There's the, the moment where Thrawn says, you know, are they ready, or do they know, do they know what they're getting into, essentially, right? Yeah. And um, Morgan says, yes, they, essentially, they, they all volunteered to make the sacrifice. So they know that they're going to be um, put in danger and could die and then would be reanimated. So that, like if none of them were dead yet, except for some that we'll talk about in a minute, to me that, that makes it seem like with all the wrappings, you know, all the red stuff and all the gold that yes, they're Imperial Imperial stormtroopers, but they're like as dedicated to the night sisters and whatever life they've experienced in the past, however many years as they are to the empire. You know what I mean? Just by like donning those uniforms and sure being willing to do that. They, they weren't just Thrawn's Imperial stormtroopers anymore. You
2: know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, I think there is that idea of like Thrawn being, incredibly tactical of saying the best advantage is to take advantage of the resource that you have. Right. And so he Mm -hmm. understands that he's kind of sold us on this idea of being like, commit to me. And if you're dedicated to the idea that we could be an unstoppable force, there is something, I mean, this is, it's not unlike in history of how many, you know, the medicines and all the stuff that like some of these, you know, or the same thing of getting high as hell, because if you died in combat, you would go to Valhalla, right? This was like a viking mindset of like just getting zonked out of your mind and going into battle high as hell and assuming that like this was going to be the ultimate way of of proving yourself, right? So, we have seen this in history, it totally tracks and I think the idea cuz I I think we we talked about this like if the if the if the certain sect we were wondering if like they had already been resurrected, but I think you're Adam. You're right. This does confirm that you know there was the the contingency plan was that they could be reanimated and brought back. So they kind of just were uh, probably just literally messed up from the flight originally yeah. from the Pergill. and the crash. Like, yeah, yeah, man. exactly. Let's put them all together. So
0: okay, so this leads me to Stacy Leanne actually just said something great in the chat. I was assuming these are all dead Night Sisters. In the hundreds and hundreds or thousands of coffins that we see, the cargo that they've been loading, right? There's so many more than I thought. Yeah. That shot was Stacy said there's a lot of them in the patron chat. I'm still thinking the cargo is dead Dathomirians, both Night Sisters and Zabrax.
2: I like that. I mean, there mm, there is same. something. There is something about getting back to. We know that the Zabrax were an incredibly powerful warrior race. Mm-hmm. We know that Dathomir has. Uh, magical quality to it a mystical quality to it there is like natural i mean we see that in the burial pods in fallen order there is a very like this reanimation idea is not new to star wars if you've been following along to various medias um, yeah. so this idea of almost like resurrecting an undead army is actually pretty star wars in many cases
1: somehow palpatine returned
2: nice yeah. Somehow our entire army returned.
0: <laughs> and it's specifically very Star Wars in a way that we will uh, talk about in the Den of Antiquities, which I think we've already mentioned, but now more than ever, this seems to be the reference. Um, some of the troopers though, the night death troopers, nice the, the death trooper helmets that we first saw in Rogue One, the pair of them that were, were part of, you know, the last two standing, the very last battle on the, that kind of landing platform Uh, I think it was Sabine had. I think it was when uh, when she pulled the saber. Did the force pull? One was holding her up, and you could see the bottom of the mask opening up, and the face was rotted like that dude had been dead for a long time. Right. Yeah. So maybe just a combination of both. Some still living. Some
2: bit of. Vaguely remember
1: them in the finale of Rebels. Did Thrawn have death troopers? Yes. I mean, he must have, but they were shown in Rebels, right?
2: Yeah. That that became. Uh, they became kind of like after Rogue One. They fast tracked a lot of that design into. If you were somewhat elite within the um, within the Empire, you had an escort of Death Troopers for sure. Um,
1: High ranking officers, you are saying? Yes. Yep. yep.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Which is? Can I just throw? Who, uh, go ahead. I'm I'm going to no, change the subject for a second. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm sure. ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Change. Okay. I'm me. just going to throw just for fun because there was a lot of those coffin things just yeah. for fun makes no sense considering they're going to death or whatever what about the sith eternal hmm. dude i've been wondering about that too but how do you get you know i don't know i'm just thinking of where this is going and some stuff that needs to be dude. led like led to because there were so many of them that i'm like where did the sith eternal come from first of all somehow palpatine return somehow the sith eternal exists i don't know dude okay but, this makes hey. this actually makes a lot
0: of sense because i was questioning i was like they're not going to just be like, well, we're done being night sisters, we'll just be Sith eternal now. But you know, there is a history of Dathamiri going the Sith route with Asajj Ventress, with, you know, um, of course with Darth Maul and and um his brother
1: Savage Press. So that's totally plausible now that you say that. Cuz it would make it would make things I know we're Kind of now juggling two different things where the Bad Batch and Mandalorian have introduced a lot of cloning stuff. But now yeah. we're introducing the other thing that that Poe Dameron says, you know, yeah. like in that sentence, which is like dark magic. So why can't it be both? You know, like we're leading yeah. to this thing. So I don't know. Could be something there.
0: I think it's cool. And the number of coffins or containers, whatever. You know that's not quite like a full Colosseum full of Sith Eternal, but that's a pretty healthy start. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I back it as a sequel just for fan, fun. I back just it. just for yeah. fun. You know, have a little fun.
2: Yeah, <laughs> why not a little fun
0: every once in a while?
2: <laughs> good one,
0: good one. <laughs> um, let's see. We talked about Sabine already. Okay, is there more to this than than what I when I'm. Off the top of my head thinking, Thrawn talking about predicting Ahsoka's tactics based on what Anakin would have done. And then he says, quote, one wonders how similar you might become. Perhaps this is where
1: Ronin such as you belongs. Mm. Is he talking about going down the dark path? I think he means Peridia, like stay away from everybody if you're going to go down the Darth path, like like the dark side. Right, I, that's right. That's how I, I took it. This is where Ronan, like, because Ronan means like wanderer kind of, right? Like a rogue, yeah, yeah, rogue samurai, yeah. yeah. So right. if you're going to be a menace, then do it here because there's nothing here. That's kind of how I understood it.
0: Or are there... Or. Uh, and or, because of the Mortis monuments that we see and whatever is stirring there, as, as Balin referred to it, is this a spot where she's more susceptible to that? So it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? yes
1: oh man yeah i don't know it's, it's a lot some like in a, ba- a balance way kind of is that what you mean maybe i don't no. know
2: i'm also like getting on the night sister comment about waking the great mothers oh yeah our friends you skipped over that our friends and heroes of the halcyon commented over on youtube and i'm like i like this Thrawn woke the Night Sisters. They're in debt to him. So, whatever that, myth that was reawaking or however he knew to do that, right? Now, Thrawn is a pretty uh i don't know like he's he's advantageous right he knows that like studying cultures gives you power to Mm. understand things that might not seem to make sense right so either he has been looking through the archives of what the empire has he's been learning about the tactics of you know what how did you know how did mandalore fall like all of these things um understanding really what dathomir is what happened to dooku all of this stuff uh, mm-hmm. so for him to wake the night Sisters is not out of the like that that's a very thrawn thing to do to take advantage of the fact that he has this opportunity but um our friends in here's the halcyon were like could they be coffins almost like sleep chambers almost like carbonite like they're not actually dead but they're just waiting to be awakened and they've been stored there for mm-hmm, something yeah. say like this which i kind of like i dig it yeah i like that idea
1: do you think uh, that tech whatever they're using doesn't seem like it's uh, native to Peridia though? I don't think so. So you I, think th- I like, don't how think does there's much coming to play. I
0: don't think there's much tech. I think it's all I mean tech maybe in the, in in like a, a marvel, you know, like Thor sense where like technologies you, you know going back to the Arthur Arthur C Clarke quote technology you know any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic so it could be like this combination of both and the force and nonetheless not not from this freaking wasteland you know it's something else yeah that's really interesting also shout
1: out heroes of the House, know, great party saturday night
2: was it fun do you guys have so much fun
1: great party bondo wasn't there <sighs> yeah. great folks those people all right let's
0: talk about shin and Balin." so very oh, very boy. brief moment oh, with shin boy. she finds the bandits rolls up on her um on her howler, raises her saber
2: <laughs> it's very like join me or- i'll kill you join me or die
0: <laughs> yeah that was the only interpretation i got of, out of it too they kind of came out of their tents like um okay. excuse me yeah we're in we're in but the face she has is like desperation so is this i'm jo- i will join you I I mean so unanswerable questions at this point.
2: Well, hang on. So let's come back to there's a couple of interesting things that are happening all at the same time at this at this point, right? Now I know that everyone will get to the point of Anakin being there and you know the what what does she say? Uh shimmers in the in the sky or whatever, right? A lot of people obviously are are very moved by that. Anakin's force goes staying with her. But like this, the shin and balan thing, I think is probably one of the most important things for us to look at where we go moving forward. So the the things that some people seem to, to miss was that the, there's two Mortis gods, mm-hmm. the father and the son, right? Son representing the dive into evil, daughter representing good, the father representing this balance in between. The daughter is gone, but Mirai was there. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka's representative, convoy that also showed up to Anakin on the crash planet with kind of letting her you know almost kind of like reminding Anakin that like there is possibly good in him all of this stuff right so if we look at the idea now Balin is also wearing this white shawl right that's important too in my Mm -hmm. opinion right that's Filoni's not doing anything just be like oh it looks cool put it on him so the daughter's the the daughter not being there as part of it, and cracked and destroyed because she's dead, right? But the father, correct me if I'm wrong, is pointing to something, yeah? The hand is out, it's pointing to something. Yeah,
0: pointing to that light flashing
2: across the mountain range. Right, so the the idea could be two things. Abaloth is an EU thing, which is a very felony thing. Abeloth represented the mother, right? Father, mother, son, daughter who was a human who just basically got almost uh, there's a greek there's greek mythology that i'm sure I'm, I'm missing but the point is is that human touches the gift of a god and loses herself to this demise that becomes a banishable thing that's the mother she's super messed up in the way that she's described
0: Is it some dark side stuff or or what? It's
2: very dark side. She's gross. She's slimy. She looks like ghastly. It's very, it's very not, it's very, it will be very unsettling to see it in Star Wars. Mm. Now, there's two things. Balin, like Shin, has always been very interested in this idea like, do you miss the order? She seems to be questioning her loneliness. She's always been looking for something like, we're going to do something together. And Balin's like, yo, I'm out. And she feels abandoned. Makes sense Mm -hmm. that she would show up to the raiders, the bandits, and say, "I need a crew. This is like I I need family. I need this idea of being together." So the idea is like: Is she going to beat Balin? Is she going to be Balin to what he's seeking? Could Shin become the mother? Could she get to the pool of knowledge before Balin does? Because Balin is looking for the pool of knowledge to defeat the idea of just Sith and the light and the dark. in the the cyclical thing i don't know we don't speculate but Mm -hmm. it's interesting it's super interesting
1: i like it i just also i think that if the mortis gods are going to be like replaced somehow they should be characters we have known for more than you know a season i like that idea
2: but the idea is this that like ahsoka has become the daughter anakin has become maybe the father
1: yeah, I go that route, but that's still only two-thirds, and I don't know who would be the sun.
2: But isn't that the point? Yeah. That like someone's going to have to... Balin and Shin yeah. are, the, are uh-huh. the the two wolves that perpetually chase the sun. That's what is sun yeah. and night. So the idea that he's chasing, they're both chasing each other, is that someone's going to get to the sun first. Or is the sun calling to Balin to do the same thing that the daughter did to Ahsoka.
0: Yeah, or like the the Sun Tempted Anakin, like, right. you're saying S-O-N and then there's also the S-U-N, Chasing the Sun, like the, Correct. it's the Norse mythological explanation of night and day, right? Is what you were getting at? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Woo! we're getting there's enough
0: opportunity there for those roles (laughs) to be filled
2: and for shit to go wild man man this is this is star wars right this is just laser swords and uh tie fighters
1: i mean it would be cool
2: if it,
1: it would be cool to me if season two which there has to be a season two because i still think a movie like this movie culminating everything is years away if we're doing another mando season another ahsoka season like the movie has to kind of end it so that's years away. Um it would be pretty cool if I know I'd text you guys today because either I forgot or we haven't really talked about the fact that Thrawn is now in the galaxy. Like the Skywalker yep. saga galaxy right. and Din Djarin's just sitting there with his feet up right now and we were like what well, that seems like it's the end of the series kind of. We know it's not. What does he have to do anymore? Well, Thrawn just showed up. So Thrawn's the big bad of season four of Mando and really just the entire Mando verse. now. It would be cool if season two of Ahsoka is way more fantasy, way more mystical, way more Mortis, father, son, daughter, mother, Ahsoka, all this stuff. So uh, I guess there's there's a possibility there, you know? Like, I I don't know. It seems like Ahsoka and Sabine probably want to get back to the galaxy, but... Uh, I think but yeah. I think
2: the, the story arc, of course. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I I'm saying, of course, as if like I I I feel like we had talked about this before. But I I don't. Oh, man, I'm trying so hard not to like go back to this. But like, Thrawn is Thanos. That was the idea, right? The mm-hmm. idea that like he would. We needed a reason to bring Boba Din, a unifying threat. Rokatan, yeah. A threat that truly, that truly throws everyone into peril of understanding that, like, we got to everyone's got to team up. We have our own individual skills. I want to see, I want to see Boba fire. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Boba riding the Rancor, just eating Night Troopers. I want to see Avengers 100%. assemble. A hundred percent. So, I think, and we've talked about this too. All like I actually want to find this episode because we talked about speculation when Ahsoka as a show was announced. And we were either trying to figure out if like Thrawn started the first order or if the first order started because of Thrawn's failure. Yeah, like in the vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I'm I'm with you, Nick. Like this show needs like season two production. Does it start tomorrow or does it start next week? Like, let's get it going. I think I feel like I
1: I don't see how Anything happens before celebration
0: 2025. Yeah. I mean, especially with the strike. The, ser- the series hasn't even been ordered yet by yeah. Disney, apparently, from all reports. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, your point about Thrawn being the big bad in Mando season four has to be the next logical step. And then maybe we get another season between that and the movie, or we
1: don't. Like, who knows? That seems so. Th- insane the why i think there has to be i think even one more season's not enough but whatever because what's a movie going to be two and a half hours that's three episodes of the show basically like that's not enough to with how slow like methodically slow this show has been you can't just rise the skywalker and have it be two hours and 15 minutes and be like boom 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 bye, yeah, bye, bye. I, I completely agree yeah. yeah here's the question though quit disagreeing man
0: um yeah <sighs> Do Sabine and Ezra, sorry, Sabine and Ahsoka stay on Paridia? So they're stranded there. Ezra says, or sorry, she says, Ezra is where he needs to be, and so are we. It's time to move on. Are they
1: there until after the sequel trilogy? Yeah, that's that's one thing I've thought of in a sense of uh, kind of what I just said. Thrawn's going to... Mando season four, Ahsoka and Sabine are here for season two and doing fantasy stuff with with mortis Could be, really could be.
0: Yeah, I mean they have enemies there to fight. You know, it's not like it's not like it. You know, it's not like ah- Ahsoka season two would just be about like the the trials and tribulations of camping. Like there's there's stuff to do there. So, yeah, give me five more seasons of it. I, I'm I'm in. I, I All right, think
2: so that's. We, well, I'm just saying, ahead. like if we if we look at the line of, of where we're at. Like, I think at some point, I think when some of the, uh, I think so, what we lost some momentum in Mando season three was that we had kind of started hitting the same beats. Right. Like I think, and I think that's what like seems to be some of the grumble of this season was like, we, we, and I kind of said it last week, or I think I said it offline was like, someone's gotta, someone's probably got to get it right. That was the whole idea was, was in, in um Uh, infinity war thanos was just murking people left and right right? and right it showed that he was truly a threat And so i think what we have to look at is now when thrawn arrives in the galaxy in the outer rim the idea that he could get to the core worlds very easily, which is something that he knows well too, right? At this point Mm -hmm. that he left, the Empire had access to all of this. Um, So it it will be interesting to see exactly how we reestablish. Mon Mothma is shaking in her laurels over Mm -hmm. the fact that the possibility of Thrawn returning had her extremely shook. Now he's close enough that they can find him again. I'm sure there's going to be some idea of setting up the idea that like Thrawn, it's not just a distant echo. It is like Thrawn is back. So if that takes a whole season to do that, might be a little dry, might be to that point where we're kind of like, are we getting all the way to the end where we're like Gideon at the end of season three? Or are we like season two, episode one, Thrawn shows up, wrecks a planet that we know well and, and love. How do we do this? How do we pace this? That's what I'm wondering.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I would say also a reason why she is so terrified. I believe she, I believe Mon Mothma is responsible for sort of disarming the the New Republic. Like, I, th- I can't remember if it's in Bloodline or I haven't read every book, obviously, but it's in one of the books that I read post Return of the Jedi that she, in order to keep like the galaxy more peaceful, kind of has like a lower end military like kind of mostly disarmed the new republic yeah. so they're just going to get obliterated
2: the which resistance, makes things easier the resistance yeah. is her almost her like street team
1: yeah and leia right? leia's already in charge of defense so she's just going to wind up leaving the new republic and leading the resistance right um so yeah that's of course she's going to be also she knows thrawn just from for uh, to us Mon Mothma knows how dangerous Thrawn is just from rebels.
0: Yeah. It's it obviously doesn't go well. We know that. And Thrawn gets to Dathomir, right? So he, they go straight to oh God and talk can we just talk about that shot for a few seconds of the Eye of Sion oh, yeah. approaching Dathomir, the symmetry, how it yeah. right when it cuts, it's perfectly it's so good. Within, yeah. uh, like I was waiting it for us. it.
1: Like the office scene where yes. they're in the meeting waiting for uh, waiting for the screensaver to hit the corner correctly. I'm yeah. like, where is it? Where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't take the time to look at the map, but
0: Deathmere's in the outer rim. It's not outer, outer rim. I mean, it's it's nearer than Yavin. It's not far from Mandalore, but I don't remember which direction Peridia is. So this is all to say like, if they went directly there, when, how and when did Ezra escape in the stolen ship and get back to the fleet? Where is the fleet? Interesting. Um, somehow, Ezra returned. Somehow, Ezra returned. Uh, he makes it home, gets off the ship.
2: <laughs> You're like, dude, just Great take moment. the helmet off, man. It's yeah. so dramatic.
0: <laughs> gets off. I, I like- thought it was awesome how Chopper recognized him, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, sorry. Let's get back. Nope, oh, here we, we go. We've talked enough about that. There's not much to say. As Anakin, the Anakin Force ghost. Did did uh, Ahsoka even see him? The face she was making did not look like she saw him. Like she suspected it.
2: I yeah, that's, I, don't, I I got that too. That was kind of my sense. It's like Sabine straight up didn't see it, she but, saw something. Ahsoka felt something. Mm-hmm. But Anakin yeah. is like, a yeah, I don't know. I'm
1: not I'm confused. I don't know if she saw it, felt it. It's, if anything, maybe more of a feeling, but also his look was, like, barely approving, you know? Like, it was pretty stoic at first, and then there's, like, maybe a little, like, approval look towards the end. So, I don't know. I I think it... That 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 could have been more clear, that ending.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was purposely not clear. I think it was purposely ambiguous and unsettling, Mm -hmm. because I think it really makes sense. It really lines up with this idea that he is going to become one of the Mortis gods, you think about, everything that was revealed to him in that arc, all the ambiguity of the world between world stuff in this series.
1: Ahsoka re- is the chosen one. He, he, yeah. he can't be more chosen one, chosen yeah. one than, than being the father.
0: And there was that great quote earlier where, uh, you know, it was Ahsoka talking about how, you know, Anakin always stood by her side, you know, and she, she was saying it to tell Sabine, like, like my master stood by my side, I will stand by yours.
2: Before the Sabine fake but, out. Right. Of her leaving.
1: But there, uh, I think there are layers to that. There was, um, also, I don't know if this is some oh, sort
2: dude, of, sorry.
0: Yes. Stand by one another's sides forever in mortis.
1: Love it. Carry on. Love it. That's as far as I'll go with that. I don't know if this is some f- sort of foreshadowing to go against everything I've said of them staying on Perdia, basically. Um, While they're looking out, you see the ring of dead Purgle, and I'm just wondering, why. why, is that just a nice visual shot, or is that more like, hey, remember the Purgle? Like, if you're worried about them being stuck on this planet, remember the Purgle.
0: Yeah, I kept checking the time to see if they were going to have enough time to snag a Purgle ride back (laughs) before the thing was over. (sighs) What an ending, though. What an ending. Like, bittersweet, somber, triumphant, yet lonely.
1: You know? So lonely. Paridia makes me so lonely. I mean, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like Paridia. It gives me the creeps.
0: It does. I don't like it's it, enough about but it. I, love, I love what old Dave did. Shouts to Dave. All right. We're already um, approaching an hour, so let's go ahead and do the den. Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast,
1: Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad all over print button downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars because this
0: is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including
1: new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase.
0: thousand generations it is the dark saber oh
2: gosh it's a kalikori a Sith wayfinder dark science cloning
1: secrets only the Sith knew Nicolás hello what do you have for us today I got some good stuff uh one thing one of these moments Leo meme moments uh, when Ezra is building the lightsaber with Hu Yang. Hu Yang tries to give him a piece. Ezra says the blade emitter is too narrow. This seems like a fourth wall breaking nod to the fact that the lightsaber blades and rebels were narrower than live action. And everyone complained about it. <laughs> yeah. The toothpicks. Or at least broad, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <the> lightning toothpicks. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they were actually like
0: pretty close to the original original lightsabers when they were just using like some of the shots with the reflective sticks right
2: right 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 very, po- to be, very you know? pokey very pokey yeah
1: mm-hmm. uh more saber slash sword stuff the blade of talzin was first seen in the clone wars season six episode nine when mother talzin used it in a duel against mace windu i, I want to say like the hilt is different now the hilt mm-hmm. almost looked like it could be a lightsaber hilt in yeah in this show uh it was a little bit more like archaic in uh, the clone wars add that to
0: my list of things that i want to build that i'll never build
1: <laughs> put whatever you want on it man if you're never going to build it <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so moving on more night sister stuff the creed that is spoken to morgan Elsbeth when she becomes a Knight sister is the same one spoken to ventress by the Knight sisters in the clone wars I love that they actually subtitled it. It said
0: alien Mm. language, and I was like, oh, come (laughs) on, and Mm -hmm. then
1: I did it. Now more than ever, the reanimated troopers seem like an homage to the 2009 uh, novel, which is now legend, called Death Troopers, where a deadly disease turns a ship full of Imperials into zombies, actual zombies. So it exists. This isn't Disney as much as you want to. <laughs> Ham fist your idea into all of this. This isn't Disney being like, this show ends right before Halloween. We need witches and uh, zombies. The,
2: the Sanderson sisters bring uh, the, uh, the book back. <laughs> book. Yeah. <And> then the
1: <laughs> okay. Sabine and Ezra's fight with the night death troopers reminds us of Ray and Kylo Ren's battle with the Praetorian guards in Snoke's uh, throne room even with the uh, lightsaber catch and saber blade like quick ignition through the head. So Sabine is Rey's dad. That's what we're saying, right? Mm. Correct. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Totally, totally, totally. (laughs) Must be it, right? Uh, Ezra and Sabine use the old Kanan and Ezra force boost jump move to get on the Star Destroyer. So again, if you haven't seen animation, that might be a little hokey. But hey. Guess what? It was Hokie and Rebels, too. <laughs> they even called it, they called it out, like, no. what? That's not going to work. And he's like,
0: no, Kanan and I do it all the time.
1: it yeah. totally work. <laughs> it's great. I like this. I picked up on this uh, as soon as it happened, so I was very proud of myself. But Ahsoka disarms Morgan uh, of the Blade of Towson in a similar fashion that she took Anakin Saber in their duel in the World Between Worlds. So Dude. it's kind of just this, like, give me that. Give me give that. Me that. Give me that. I'm going to eat the whole thing. (laughs) We
0: totally glossed over the fact that Ahsoka lost one of her sabers. Got it Uh, cut in half.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The the last bit of the fight with just one.
1: Yep.
0: Dude, is she going to dual wield with a sword now? That was also
1: um, sort of foreshadowed in that episode, too. Anakin, in the world between worlds, knocked one of her sabers kind of off the side. Density. Yeah. You are my density. Speaking Uh, of... At the end of the battle with the reanimated night troopers, Sabina and Ahsoka jump off the ledge. The troopers are like, that's the noise that they were making. Uh, They walk up Hmm, to the ledge to see what's up, and they rise up on Ahsoka's Jedi starship. Where have we seen that before? Back to the Future. Nice. Part two. (laughs) (laughs) Two McFlies (laughs) with the same gun. (laughs) Jumps off the ledge you feel Great. like the, the zombie night troopers really needed to sound like zombies? I thought that was over the top. Could have done without that. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. <sighs> I loved it. I, I just sure. see people being like, nah, just do it. Just do the zombie noises. It's
2: fine. Someone just breathe heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Dee Bradley Baker, how <laughs> many zombie noises can you make?
1: Breathe <laughs> heavily and gargle. Ezra returns home and meets Hera in a stolen ship wearing a disguise, throws back to multiple... disguise gags in Rebels for sure Uh, but obviously A New Hope uh, Death Star moments like Luke and Han Chewie approaching Han and Leia on Endor in the ATSD in Return of the Jedi but it kind of was a reused gag in Rebels a lot that definitely um, I feel like episodes ago I even mentioned I think I mentioned Sabine getting on the ship with Ron and kind of getting disguised and saving Ezra, whatever, you know? Like, I just felt yeah. like the Rebel crew was always in disguise at some point, and it always worked.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was the thing right off the bat. Like, whether it was a physical disguise or Ezra claiming that his name was Jabba the Hutt, you know? <laughs> like, they were always pulling some shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Again, just like, you know, very Rebels writing, but the actors nailing it really made it all land.
2: Yep, absolutely. Ezra, Ezra still feels like... A big teenager, yeah, for sure. Like he disappeared when he was basically a teenager, and he's just been hanging out with like Lil Naughty and the crew, yeah. and um, he's surviving. But like, I mean, m- in regards to like maturation, like I mean, dude's still like, oh, you guys found me. Like this is yeah. great. Like what's going <laughs> on? You know, like even just his whole like the sheepish like, hey Hera, like yeah, felt, dude,
0: it was felt very so good.
2: yeah yeah yeah.
0: Sure. Like teenager showed up you know, drunk to his own birthday party. Like, <laughs> hey, mom. <Yeah. laughs> Zach the maker says, seemed like too much of a risk. Like they could have just blasted him. He was taking too long. But now, nah, man, the force is his ally. He would have seen that coming. But like, no, 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 it's me, it's me, it's me. Look, yeah. He right. was about to shoot. Um, Finn's yeah, back. Uh, 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 oh, Finn's back. Hey, baby, Finn, little boy, baby boy. Last thing, this this isn't like an actual den thing, but it's just the vibes of the of the Noddy in the... Uh, the cabin you know the bridge with hu yang was such like an ewoks in in the cabin of the, the atst with chewy meets the porgs in the falcon with chewy like a perfect oh, yeah, matchup definitely with, with a little grogu mixed in there
1: yeah i, th- I definitely thought of the porgs and chewy yeah because i guess that's recency bias but yeah definitely ewoks and chewy
0: all right uh we made good time on that so what do you say now we i do- read
1: fast like the micro machines guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring back the micro machines guy <laughs> i love you i know favorite scenes favorite quotes favorite moments who would like to go first look at the lighting on finn i can't even i literally have lost the ability to even
1: i'm working on my lighting how here. are we
2: not at a thousand subscribers already just because of finn yeah Look at like, that boy. What, Say something. Like dogs dogs of YouTube get us going like tag Say us. Say something, like, Big Boy.
1: Having... Oh yeah. Oh, just some some yeah. ASMR.
2: Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Michael, you go first. Yeah, I could go. Yeah, I could do that. Um I generally anytime we see new armor, I'm like that's awesome. I think what I loved most about this season because that's what we are talking about, right? Because the finale gives us a, a a scope to look at the entire thing is that dave was incredibly true to the idea that star wars should be weird the idea that star wars should be expansive beyond just the idea of like good and bad even though at the end of the day that boils down to for him george lucas's mentality of you got the good guys and the bad guys right Mm -hmm. and um and i think really this gave people, I hope and I hope what it does is it gives a little bit of curiosity for people to consume all Star Wars media. That that the curiosity of magic and reanimation and the story of, of, of how how far back does Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship go? I would love to see more people get turned on to going into the back catalog of Star Wars because the show uh, p- possibly piqued their interest enough to be able to see that. So really, I would say how true it was to Dave's vision of where he's developed Star Wars to this point. I think that's probably the biggest celebration of this show is that they took some serious risks without giving a lot of exposition. And um, and they, they didn't backtrack. I mean, we saw a couple flashbacks to uh, probably the least popular least well-received uh, era of of star wars film in attack of the clones um mm-hmm. i i really i i appreciate i i I'm, I'm saying it i appreciate whoever funded this at disney to say let the man do what he's gonna do kathleen kennedy we see you that's awesome you trust dave that's so evident in the series so i would say that's probably my favorite thing moment wise um You know i love seeing mortis gods man that keeps star wars weird i loved that reveal because i saw Balin standing there and then they zoomed out and my mind was like everyone's wigging out about anakin skywalker that's fine but like for me seeing the mortis gods i was like dude everything is on the table everything is in play this is incredible yes so um i i left that was my takeaway um uh, see and you know what too the other thing like seeing all three of them with lightsabers Blue on yep. one side, green on the other side, white in between. Beautiful, awesome, beautiful.
1: Yep. yep. Nick, how about you? Uh, we forgot one little easter eggy thing. I'm going to go back oh. into the den real quick. Um, Sabine said, "I try, I do, I do." That's she was backtracking on. Yep. You know, Yoda's old quote. Nailed it. So, okay, I'm leaving the den. I'm back into. I love you. I know now. Welcome back. Um, I mean. There you go, Finn. Uh, I yeah, mortis mortis gods. I can't. It's a. It's what a twenty-second scene. I can't get over that, and I won't 20 get second over that. Twenty-second scene with no dialogue. <laughs> no dialogue. I love everything about it, and all I want to know is where that's heading. I love every single thing about that. Um, the more I mention the word recast, I'm just putting that into the universe. We need Balin Skull to stick around. Agreed. Hopefully in the next six months I could figure out how to cosplay Balin's skull and uh and then actually just play him. i am recap I'm you got it, dude. I'm doing it. Everyone in the the uh Discord chat was like, dude, how are you gonna grow like seven inches? Cause apparently I mean he seems like a big guy. He's huge. So he's probably like six dude, three or six fr- four.
2: He's a fridge, dude. He's a fridge. Yeah, yeah. It's called an Apple
1: box. Look it up.
2: Nice.
1: nice. Someone, Every, uh, everybody's in sorry. there. Sorry. Uh, apologies. Someone said, you know, force perspective. I'm like, yeah, basically I'll I'll be a hobbit. Listen, I'm 5'9", right? I'm not that short. Force perspective, capital <laughs> F. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's so much to like, but in this episode, how wild is it that I wanted to So much more from Balin, but the 20 seconds we got was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. That's the best thing that you (laughs) could have done. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. My,
0: my favorite, I I mean, I I could pick moments from the lightsaber duels going in the, the fortress, the temple, whatever you want to call it. There was, it was so much like a classic, you know, making your way up the castle tower kind of thing. Very swashbuckling. Yeah, that I way. agree. Like, I agree. The hu- the humor, like the the timing, was really good. With you know, and then the the troopers reanimating, and I forgot which one of them said, "Have you seen that before?" And they're like, "Nope, definitely not." You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they bail. It, it, it was really fun. And then the final, you know, the final fight ending with Morgan's death, I thought was really really good. Mm-hmm. It was you know they did a lot of really balletic stuff. A lot of over choreographed stuff like the, the prequel fans love but then the death blow was yeah. very simple right you know what i mean it right. was like strike strike dead yeah. you know that moment so i thought that stuff was great um sabine S- I mean, using side-
2: force, sabine lightsaber and blaster i'm like yo yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. where's, that? where's
1: <laughs> that man yeah right
0: all that stuff was great but i, I really think it was like the the epilogue if you want to call it that you know the, the the final montage of where everyone ended up the the highest point being like you guys are saying the, the mortis god reveal the those monuments it was just like it the, the scale of the monuments matched the scale of the reaction i think from the people who get yeah, yeah. you know but the quote i said it last night at at the top of my reaction from Thrawn, saying rain hellfire upon them. There will be no negotiating with the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. That was like a Go. stand up out of my seat moment. Yeah. No.
2: So sick. But in, his, but in his very calm, rain yes. hellfire upon them. You're like, ooh.
0: And <laughs> visibly rattled in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. multiple times like,
2: oh, shit. oh he's, shit, He's been burned, you know, and, he's been burned hear, literally by Jedi. And to hear himself say, I've been, I've only been bested by a Jedi once, right? But like, and then, and then from there in a very thrawn way, he doesn't get like, he doesn't get like overly cocky. He's like, don't underestimate them. Like I learned, yeah. like, that's what makes me good at military is, is like, that's what makes my strategy good. Is that like, I learned don't underestimate them. I'm like, that's dope. Probably didn't assume that all three of them had the force. Right.
1: I yeah. got to go back into the den for one more thing. I just remembered. So, I'm going back in. Just turn Uh, off the lights when you're done. I I don't remember this being in live action, but it definitely was in Rebels. When they were kind of swashbuckling their way up, Uh, they were slicing, like, the door panels to close them, which is very Rebels. I don't remember seeing that in live action anywhere else. Maybe a blaster in the original trilogy that I could think of. But uh, very Rebels to just slash that thing and boom. Okay, leaving the den now.
2: You close the door.
0: All right. That's it for the coverage. I, I would say next week we do a full series recap or season recap. E- erase the part where I said series recap as if we're not going to get another season. <laughs> Retract that. Um, and we'll do, we'll do a, a Patreon poll. So patrons will vote on their favorite episode. Maybe we'll throw some favorite quotes in there. We'll talk in, in, in the discord chat and see what you all want to vote on. Um, we'll do our bingo card results mm. because we all got hits on this last episode. There's a clear winner. I won't say
1: it now. I haven't, it's not me. I'll say that. <laughs> and we'll do some other fun stuff. Should I find someone? I, I know one person offhand who I think would be good to have on the show that has not watched animation and also loved this series, though. Who? Also, uh, my buddy Dean. Dean. Oh, he's, he's uh, familiar with him. He's, he listens to the show. Oh. Uh, he, he, I believe he has a, a podcast or two. So I think he might be good. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, um, look out for that next week. We'll be streaming probably on Tuesday because Nick is flying.
1: Mm-hmm. To Mosh Isley, basically.
0: Yes. Uh, back to single episodes for now. Yeah. We're talking about doing some other fun stuff. So be on the lookout for that.
2: Patrons, thanks for being here with us. Of course, can we do a last call? We have, uh, we will all. be oh, yeah. we will all be in New York next week for something very exciting. Actually, the whole weekend is like now starting to shape up to be incredible. Not that it wasn't going to be before, but now all of a sudden, I feel like we're very busy. Well,
1: we're getting there. Tell them Roosevelt's crew is. You know, we're going to be hanging with them a bunch. Uh, what do we got? Roosevelt's crew is having a pre-party. Pretty close to where Mosh Eisley is going to be. That's at the Globe, right? The Globe. Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. So I'm glad you remembered because I did not. Mm -hmm. uh, Bad at promoting things. But Mosh Eisley, we're starting to sell more and more tickets. If I could say, if I could learn anything from the past uh, three Moshes, the first three Moshes, uh, with the exception of Anaheim, which sold out in like a week and a half or something. Two or three people want to buy tickets every day. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden 30 people want to buy tickets. And then all of a sudden a hundred people want to buy tickets. And then all of a sudden it's sold out. We're in the like people like 30 people a day are buying tickets. So that goes quick. If you're on the fence. Yeah. With the size venue. So, Mm
2: -hmm. so, um, and definitely like costume wise, bring your scoundrel, bring your, you know, CD underworld, bring your, uh, you know, you don't have to bring full armor. Like, let's just see what you look like, like show up like you're, uh, planning on running a little uh have a death stick or two maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe you want to share under a, the radar yeah maybe you to share a little spice with someone see where mm-hmm. it takes you bring that mm-hmm. get scoundrelly that's the
1: vibe but yeah get seedy we may uh be able to do something at the culture fly booth i'm still working on that so maybe we could all get together and do a little uh Meet and greet or something at the Culture fly booth on Friday or Saturday. I'm working on that. That's news to you use guys, but uh, yeah. Regardless, we will most likely be at the con one of the days.
0: And if we don't see you there, we'll see you at dot Isley. com is the place you want to go if you want to get tickets. And that's about it for this week. Thank you, Dave, if you're listening. I'm <laughs> sure you are, Dave Filoni, big fan. <laughs> Dudes, thanks for being here. Patrons, thanks for being here with us as well. And until next week, may the Force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod, where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible.